Hey, hey, welcome to the Vagicine Podcast. It's Vanessa here, and you know we're having courageous conversations about love, sex, and everything in between. Today, we are talking about celibacy with Rakaya. Hey, Rakaya, how are you? Hey, Vanessa, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing <Thank> okay. <laughs> so... Um, celibacy was a topic that was chosen by the listeners. I was asked to do a show on celibacy a really, really, really long time ago. Um, and I just did not, you know, like you're digging into, it's one thing when you're digging into like how to do a certain sex act or how to, you know, do this. But the celibacy thing, I felt like digging into somebody's like personal, like I just didn't know how to broach that conversation. So I was so happy when I had posted about celibacy a few months ago on Instagram and you had responded and you were talking about your experience and I've been following your page and I think what you're doing is amazing. So thank you so much for being on. Thank you. I think definitely celibacy is something that more people need to talk about and not from the perspective of like religion, mm -hmm. from the perspective of like an open mind. Yeah. So before we jump into all of that and just talking more about this open mind, tell us who you are, what do you do, what got you started and interested in your work? Um, so I'm a writer. Um, I specifically write about sexual health, yes. sex positivity, mental health sometimes. Um, you know, I've written a couple of articles for... Um, some I would say some online zines or zines however you pronounce mm -hmm. it <laughs> and yeah I just like to advocate for um sex positivity and sexual health yes absolutely absolutely yes so when so when we're talking about celibacy what does that mean to you and what are some reasons to do it um celibacy is very different to what most people um, think it is for me like at first I was like I don't even want to call it celibacy because celibacy is like associated with like Christianity um, because for me it's just I'm just abstaining like I'm just taking time out from sex um, I'm figuring out you know another way to sexually liberate myself mm -hmm. and um, when I first you know decided to abstain from sex I just thought you know what I'm I'm drained. Like I, I feel as if it's time for me to like preserve my energy and like just focus on me. I felt like it was such a distraction and not only that, but I just wanted to, for the longest time, like I felt as if having lots of sex was, you know, sexual liberation. But now I'm realizing that actually abstaining is also liberating. Like I feel more empowered in my sexuality than I did when I was having sex. So why is that? What what are, do you feel most empowered about? Because I think that when we're talking about, and I think this is the fault of a lot of sexual health educators, um, I think yeah. when we're talking about like sex and sex positivity, I think we always forget actually the whole, if you are not having sex, that is cool too. And that's a positive aspect. And I think that we oftentimes alienate people because we're just so stuck on like how to have safe sex how to have sex on your own terms, how to ask for sex, but we never really take time to talk about, like, what are the reasons to not do it without it being from, like, a sex negative or from a, um, or from a religious point of view? 
Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, even when it comes to, like, being, you know, a celebrate, I actually still, I still get tested. Like, I mm. I got tested earlier on this year. Like, I did my whole, um, you know, HIV testing, um, gonorrhea, um, chlamydia, all of those things, just because I wanted, I felt, I feel as if even if you're not having sex, you still need to be mindful about your sexual health. So that's definitely a side that people don't talk about when it comes to sexual health. Like they just, they always, they always direct it to the people who are actually having sex. And when it comes to sex positivity, it's always encouraging people to have more sex, but nobody ever really encourages people to just, you know, be by yourself and take time to focus on you and do you. And, you know, maybe even try and fit, maybe use your celibacy or use your abstinence to figure out what you like sexually. You know, maybe, start playing with yourself more, start, um, you know, masturbating or buying sex toys and just figuring out what actually makes you tick. Because the thing is, as a woman as well, another thing that a lot of women struggle with is, you know, figuring out how to orgasm mm. without their That is, <laughs> you know, figuring out where is, you know, your G-spot. And using, you know, abs- you, can use, you can actually use your abstinence to do that. You can use the time away from somebody else to figure that out but nobody ever really talks about that <laughs> absolutely Ashley. so what was your path to what was your path to celibacy um so i would say i lost my virginity when i was 19 mm-hmm. and um ever since then i had you know i'm very honest about this like i don't i really don't give a fuck um i was having a lot of casual sex so mm-hmm. I I felt like at the time when I was having casual sex, it really did feel like I was taking control, you know, of I was taking autonomy of my own body. I was making a choice that I wanted to make and I felt happy doing it. And then, you know, as time went on, you know, because I talk about sexual health, one of the things that I'm very open about on um you know, social media and stuff is the fact that I am actually STI plus. I do have herpes. It's something that I've had since 2015. And um, I was getting to a point where I was starting to learn more about herpes and I was realizing, you know, more things to do with like sexual health. And I realized that actually I need to, when it comes to, um, what would I say? When it comes to disclosing to partners as well, I felt like, that was something that I I struggled with and I feel as if I got into a point now where I just felt like this is something that I need to do. Like if I'm going to have sex with someone, I need to disclose to them. I need to be honest with them. And not only that, I was just getting fed up. Like I was getting fed up with all of the different people that I was seeing and it was just becoming a thing where I was just doing it because, do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it, it just led to the point where I was just like, it's time for me to to just take a break and to just redirect, you know, my sexual liberation. And I feel like now, I don't know, I just feel more empowered now. I feel I feel more comfortable with my body. I feel more comfortable sexually, you know? I like it. It's, <laughs> I just think it's such a, I appreciate you sharing that. And thank you so much for being so open because I just feel like we... We don't we don't talk about the combination of everything that you just talked about, the difference in disclosing to partners, being careful with yourself, being careful with your partners, and also the 
sexual liberation part of celibacy yeah. because it's always and that's where that's where my post came in. I was um as I said on the post that I had posted a while ago, I was uh I'm I'm on this path where I'm just trying to be more connected spiritually and just trying to find more ways to integrate gratefulness and you know, just self-care into my life. And something I told myself was like, I'm going to start in the morning. So whether that's like reading a scripture or, you know, just like taking time to meditate and breathe and like really like take some time for myself in uh, during the day was really helpful for me. And so what I did was download an app and, (laughs) and the app was, I forgot the name of the app, but basically the app would send you like different, like, you know, affirmations during the day or different scriptures during the day. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And then the one that they sent me that day was like, Jesus wants you to stop. Like Jesus doesn't want you to feel this. And Jesus wants you to like save yourself. And I was like, wait, pause, pause. And I think you were one of the people that understood like my response. My response wasn't to the, celibacy celibacy part it was like jesus wants me to what what like it was just so many different (laughs) conflicting messages and i think i think one of those messages and especially as a person who grew up religious it's like it just i think it took me back to the times where i was learning in high school like you gotta be pure you gotta even in relationships be pure and be celibate and the times that you don't want to have children which was something that a religion teacher told me that if you don't want to have children uh even if you're married and even though you waited and did all the things you were supposed to do you need to turn over pray it out and not you know lean into your urges and it was just that type of messaging that was always so rooted in celibacy for me and what I was taught about celibacy that there was no type of way to spin it to make it be anything but a religious thing. So the thing that I do like about what you're doing and the thing that I like about your movement and what you talk about on your page is not just, it's just, it's about this, like this liberation piece. And it's also about like, okay, I still am sexy I still look good. I'm still fly. <laughs> and I happen to be celibate and I happen to be all these things. And this is, you know, this is me. And so I think that messed with my mind a little bit. Cause I was like, wait, hold on. She's so fly. And like, what? <laughs> and you're talking about sex and it's like, wait, wait, wait. And I think it's, I mean, I think it's a lot of undoing of course, but yeah. I think it's because we're just not having this mainstream conversation. Exactly. And there is a lot of undoing because I used to be very religious. Mm. I at first, I mean, I'm from a Muslim family. That's mm. why my name is Akaya. That's like mm. my, my, Mus- my Muslim name. It's mm. also my first name, but it's something that they would use for me at the mosque. And then I converted to Christianity when I was like 12. Mm. And um, I got baptized and I was using the name Christina. So I was like very, and I, and I chose Christina because it meant daughter of Christ. So I was like really like Into I, it. I would find myself as like a hot Christian. That's what. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then when I got to eighteen, I don't know. I just things just didn't. It just stopped resonating with me. If that would make sense, like it, it 
whatever the and then this is this is in no um you know kind of like um offense to anyone who is religious or even to yourself i know you are religious as well yeah. but um you know it just no longer resonated with me and my beliefs and my morals started to change and um you know it did take a lot of unlearning like i just i i went through a phase where i don't know man i just completely i completely rejected the church <laughs> so like i completely rejected the church and um you know around that time that i completely rejected the church i started having sex and you know it was a liberating feeling because it was completely different to what had been preached to me before and now it's led to the point where celibacy is no longer i'm keeping myself for a man i'm keeping myself till marriage i'm mm. keeping myself for a husband I'm just doing me. I'm literally doing it for myself. As cliche as that sounds, I really am doing it for me. I'm doing it because for me, sex was a distraction. For me, I just want to learn about myself more. And I feel like I don't need, I don't need that. I don't need somebody else entering my space to do that. Mm. I feel like I'm fine with just me. And, um, you know, amongst all of the sex that I had, um, you know, usually when you when you have a lot of sex, you have a lot of good sex and you have a lot of bad sex and you have a lot of mediocre sex. <laughs> and <laughs> it's true. And like a lot of the times I did have bad sex and a lot of the times the guys that I had sex with weren't good people. So now that I'm even celibate, like I know that even if I have sex again, it's I've I've got even raised my, my standards. Like I can't even just have sex with anyone like the person has got to be worth it it's got to be somebody who who respects women who is a feminist mm -hmm. because i believe that if you believe quality between the both sexes then you are a feminist you know somebody who who isn't homophobe who you know who understands my position here in this world as a as a as a black woman and I feel as if it, this doesn't, we don't have to be in a relationship for the person who I have sex with to, to have those kind of beliefs. They could just be somebody who I'm just, you know, who I just have a sexual relationship with. Mm. But it's about, it's just about raising the standard and the, the kind of guys that I allow into my space. So that's what celibacy has become for me. It's, it, it's not, it's, because of because of the way that I've changed, celibacy in terms of what it means to me has changed. It's no longer I'm keeping myself for a man. It's literally I make the decision in who I allow into my space and who I allow into my pussy. Sorry. Uh, there's no sorry. This is your this is uh this is our space. We say what we want. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So no. yeah, that's that's basically it. No, that's awesome. So, what do you think are the biggest myths associated with when it comes to celibacy, especially when it comes to love and dating? Um, I think the biggest myths is when a woman says, usually when you hear a woman say, "Oh, I'm celibate now," it's because maybe they had some previous fucked up relationships or some man did them dirty, and now they've gotten to the point where it's like. I'm keeping myself for the one, the one, I'm waiting for the one. 
or they're religious or you know they're keeping themselves for marriage or things like that Mm -hmm. or they're trying to to rub out their their hoe past them and when I say hoe I don't mean it in the derogatory way that people say it Mm -hmm. I just like even me I would say that I've I had a I had a whole phase. I get. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're trying to rub it out and they're trying to start afresh. For me, I'm not trying to start nothing afresh because there's nothing that I'm ashamed of. I'm not. I'm not ashamed of what I've done in the past. I'm not ashamed of who I am or what I've or you know the things that I did. Like I'm completely secure in myself. And yeah, for me, it's just it, it's really just all about me. It really is. And so, I'm assuming maybe you're still dating, correct? No, I'm not even dating. That's you're not the thing. dating. I'm not even dating. Like I wish I. I oh man, it's you're like, like nah, get it all away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have time. And to be honest, like the kind of guys that have been approaching me is usually guys from like my past, and I'm just like I'm. You know, like, if I'm going to even have sex again, like, I'm going to have new dick. Like, I don't even want old dick. I'm sorry. Like, I don't even want... I don't want you anymore. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like, so there's, like, literally no one that, I, that I've been dating. I mean, if, if a guy was to come come tomorrow and, you know, ask me out and, you know, I felt like I, I connected with him and, you know, he seems like a good person, I would definitely go ahead and do it. But for now, like, there's literally no one. Okay, so the reason why I asked is because we need your advice. So one of the listeners had sent in a question, um, and this listener is actually the one who suggested suggested the show topic. She asked, "How can how can you still date and be celibate, especially in especially when dating today, when everything is so focused on sex?" Yeah, so um, I would say that. You just have to let them know from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And if they don't respect, you know, your choice, then they're not meant for you. Because a lot of the times when guys hear, oh, I'm celibate, they just don't take it seriously. And they just think, oh, I can change her. You know, I can I can make her give in. And if that's going to be his kind of mentality going into dating with you, then he's really not worth your time. Like, I mean... For me personally, I'm not even, I'm not even, if I was to start dating tomorrow and, you know, within a week, I wouldn't mind if within a week we ended up having sex. But for somebody who is going into dating and still wants to maintain their celibacy while dating someone, it's just, it's important that you let them know and you let them know that you're being very serious. And if they can't even respect that, like, it doesn't even matter, because, you know, it doesn't even matter if you guys are literally in the house together, alone, in in four wars, they still have to respect the fact that you're celibate. Mm. They shouldn't try it. And, yeah, though, you just have to really raise your standard when it comes to dating men and being celibate while dating. So, how long have you been celibate? Um, I've been celibate for seven months. And I know that for a lot of people that won't be a long time, but for me, it's a very long time. Like, because before I couldn't go a week without sex. Like, if a week went by, it was like, what am I doing? <laughs> and that's why, that's <laughs> that's literally why it became too much because it was literally, I'm just, 
I felt like at times I was just having sex just for the hell of it. You know, like you know, like when you like usually. This is I, I hope my brother isn't gonna be listening to this. <laughs> he, he watches my stories and stuff. I don't want my brother to, to listen to this, but because uh, <laughs> I have him on social media and I just don't want him to. When I post this on my social media, I don't, I don't want him to like actually go and listen to it. But, <laughs> I understand. It's what I do with my parents. Yeah, but like, um, like for example, like today I came back from work. When I wasn't celibate, I would be thinking about, okay, so who can I invite round tonight? Like, who's free? Who can I text and see what they're doing? Or whose house can I go to? Like, that's literally what would be on my mind. It, that's why it was it was getting to that point where it was like, it's just something that I had to do in my free time. And it's not that I was some kind of, like, sex addict. I don't want to make it seem like I was a sex addict. Mm-hmm. But it was just something that was... I just had an active sex life. So a week was yeah that that to me was was even it was even a bit it was a bit strange like wow week two weeks has gone by and i haven't had any like so seven months yeah that's a long time for me a very long time and last time that i've gone this long without sex was when i first lost my virginity at 19. (laughs) no it sounds like it's a long time i mean it sounds like you're open to having sex again and like you're doing it for you but is there and it sounds like you're being particular too about who you're letting in and who you're you know when you do decide to have sex again that you're willing to have that who you're who you're willing to have sex with but is there something that you're waiting on like before that are you waiting for like a meaningful connection are you waiting for i don't know maybe someone who's like serious like maybe a commitment or is it just solely like when I meet someone who's worth it and somebody that I want to open my legs to I will do that (laughs) (laughs) at first when I first was was um when I was like you know what let me let me start this it was it was just whoever I think is worth me opening my legs to but as time has gone on I think if I was to get involved with someone again it it would have to be actually serious Mm. I think it would have to be a relationship yeah, because I wouldn't just want to fall into just, you know, just having sex casually. There would, it, it would have to be something serious. I totally, yeah. yeah, I totally understand that. And I think that there's, I think that's the, according to everyone who was starting to like comment and post, I think that's what I feel like our new school, if I, if I'm, if I'm going to put a label on it, what our new school, like self-proclaimed celibacy is right now like not that you know i felt like everyone who pretty much like commented was on the same wave like yeah i want to wait until the certain point or some people i saw they were like i just want to see if i could do it and then i think that there's a lot of people who are like no i want something i want something deeper and i want some and i want something that's not just like fly by night or you just, or for the other person, you just call me whenever you want to hit. I want something deeper. And so I'm going to just like hold out until I, until I find that. So I do think, I do think a lot of people, they're rooted in trying to just find something more meaningful and and work their time before they're just like going back and forth. And I've seen other people just be like, yo, relationship drama and all that stuff is just too much without any strings attached and so for me to be going back and forth with you and all of your drama 
and we ain't got nothing going on, and I'm giving it up to you. Uh, uh-uh. I ain't with it. Exactly. And you know what? That's the thing with um, even with just having sex with someone with no strings attached. Eventually, there is one person that will end up um, feeling a bit more. It does happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think it's 99% of the time that happens. <laughs> and that's even the way that I used to deal with that as well. I used to see more than one person to avoid that happening to me kind of thing because I felt like if I'm not putting all my focus on one person mm. you know then I won't be I won't be attached to all of their stuff so in your celibacy are there things that and and I guess this falls in the in different people's definitions but does yeah. that mean just like completely no nothing like no anal no cuddling no hand under the shirt no head like what (laughs) what do we mean when we say celibate well around the beginning of my celibacy i did fondle a bit with one guy but um (laughs) but i didn't allow him to touch me it was me that that did everything to him hmm yeah because i don't know i just felt like it would break my celibacy if i allowed him to like start touching me so it it can be anything that people want it can be it can be you know maybe just penetrational sex that's the only thing that you you're celibate from like yeah maybe you could you can you can have oral sex you can you know touch you can use sex toys and stuff like that but then when it comes to the person's well i'm speaking from a um, heterosexual point of view Mm. but when it comes to the man's penis entering you that's a bit you know, that's something that you abstain from. But for me, I think it's just, I think it's just all kinds of sex. Everything, any, every kind of sex, oral sex, um, vaginal sex, um, letting somebody penetrate me with other objects or, or anything, anything to do with my vagina and touching me in a sexual way, I, I'm abstaining from. Kissing is fine. Kissing is fine and a bit of, I don't know, a a small touch here and there is fine. But I think going full on is, no. A little little grab. A little grab is good. A little kissy kissy is good. A little grab is cool. But I haven't, ever since that time, that that was the one time, that was around the beginning when I first, you know, started abstaining. That was the only time I actually, like, you know, did anything with someone else. But since then, no, I've had no action. I've had, I haven't even had anyone even tempt me. Like, <laughs> interesting. It's, I, I wish I did though. I wish I did have somebody to like, at least tempt me out of this celibacy, but <laughs> nothing, no action at all. It's, it's meant to be because you are on this journey. That's why you're on this journey. Yeah. So you haven't had needed. Well, no one has tempted you because you've been, You've been very serious about it. I mean, seven months serious. That's true, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I I think I I went I tried like before my wedding. Like mm. I was like, okay. So I said to myself, and I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense. Just 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 follow me here. So I told myself, I said, okay, and I discussed this with my partner. I said, hey. 
So let's go ahead and like try to make like our wedding night like super duper duper special. So like <laughs> let's like not do it for like a month. <laughs> let's not do it for like a month before. And you know what? It was hard. So that's yeah. why when you said seven months, like I can. No, I hear you. I know you were like seven months doesn't seem like a long time. No, I think it is for a person who's had sex before and a person who like wants wants to do it or may want to do it. Um, yeah. I think it I think I think it's hard. So I, I salute you. Seven months is no small feat because I can even get through a month. Like I think I think we were like solid for like a good three weeks and then I think he like breathed on me and I was like, okay. Alright, <laughs> let's <laughs> Do you know what? I know exactly how that's like. Like I've been in a situation where the guy didn't even touch me. It was literally like it was literally like a finger mm. that touched me. And I was, like, wet. Like, literally. Because, you know when, like, there's so much tension that's been building up? Yes. And it's where it's just anything that they do, it just literally, like, sets you off. That was, yeah. So, I know well, exactly I, how you must felt. I totally get it. And that's why I think I think it's no small feat. And I think also, you know, it's, it's, it's weird to say. I do think stopping sometimes or, like, giving yourself a break or, like, being able... Okay, so this is going to sound weird, too. But I think sometimes once you start having sex, we forget about all the things that we did before we were actually having sex. Like, taking the time to really, like, make out with someone. Really taking what? the time to, like, feel someone's body. Because, like, before when we started having... Before we started having sex, it was like... Oh, like I'm not gonna do that, or I know for me at least, I was like, okay, I'll do this, this, and that. I won't do this, this, and that. So all of the other activities I engaged in, it was like, I am super into this neck kissing. I am super into this, like you know, hands under the shirt. I'm super into like rubbing on my leg and me rubbing on yours, or like me massaging you through your clothes and all of those things. And then I think once you have sex, it's just like. You just go for it. You don't even, you're just trying to go for it or you're trying to go for like just getting in that you forget like, oh wow, all of these other things that like lead up and like all of the things that make you feel good. I, I feel like we honestly forget about that. And sometimes I think something like this can help in just like, or I mean, duh, just slowing down and being really mindful can help in like getting us back to like oh those really feel good times and those like heavy breathing and just, <laughs> something like hugging can end up feeling so intimate yes yeah and i think we forget like those intimate things mm. once we have sex on the table because it's like boom well what am i what am i taking all this time hugging you for let me just do it <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know what when you when you abstain as well you do start to appreciate those those moments because now if I'm even if I feel any kind of like closeness with like another guy like if even if it's like mild flirting or something I don't know it's it's a lot more fun now because I guess it's because I've I'm abstaining so I don't really do you know what I mean that yeah I'm not used to being so close or so like you know with a guy like being so flirtatious of a guy because I've I've abstained for quite some time so you begin to appreciate that closeness more a lot more yeah and you start like figuring out like what things like I'm spending a lot more time 
talking to you and flirting with you, whereas, um... Or you just go straight into that. Yeah, you just, like, what am I... Like, I think it's just, like, what the hell am I waiting for? Or why am I caressing your body so much? Like, let me get into it. And I think sometimes we forget... <laughs> we, for, we just forget those, mm-hmm. like, those simple things or those intimate things. And so I think pulling back, whether that's... I don't love... You know, whether that's being celibate, but also just, like, pulling back if we are having sex to just like take our time to just like really be in the moment and just like get to know our, our bodies, our partner's bodies and just like be in the feel good, be in the feel good moments. And that's the thing because women need to take time anyways. You can't even just with like with us, the way that we, we kind of like get to that climax is a lot different because you can't just even just dive straight into the pussy because you need to get, you need to, to to get her into the mood first. You need to, and it's not even just the vagina; it's the whole body. Like the whole body needs needs to take time to get to a point where the person, the woman, is is ready for sex. Is mm. is ready for somebody to enter her. So, you know, that's another thing as well. That's another thing that I think people don't talk about is that foreplay is actually really, really important when it comes to women and. I feel as if when you're celibate, you appreciate that more definitely. Yeah, and I think we forget. And the same thing on the on the other the other way around too. I think male identified partners or, or male partners they we forget that like, and I think they forget too. Like sometimes it is nice to just like kiss and rub and like for them to feel good too. Because I think it's just like, well, there's you know there's body parts here, there's stuff going on. Like let's just get to it. And so I think I think the I think it brings I think it brings perspective and I think that's what I I get from um folks who are um Celib- yeah who are practicing yeah. celibacy definitely yeah so yeah. if someone is thinking about being celibate what do you think are a few considerations they need to 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 think about beforehand um I think the first thing they need to think about is why they're doing it yeah like like, why are you doing it? Is this something, is this a choice that's going to make you happy? If you're doing it because, oh, you're, um, I don't know, because I'm, I'm thinking about religious people. Okay, let's, if you're doing it for your religion, that's fine. If you, if you're, if you're saying to yourself, I want to keep myself because my religion tells me to, and this is something that makes you happy, go ahead and do it. If you're doing it, it, the, the point that I'm trying to make is just basically do it because it makes you feel happy. If there's no other reason other than it brings you joy and it you're content with that choice, then don't do it. There's just no point. There's just absolutely no point. All right. All right. Yeah. Do it because you want to. Do it because it's actually going to it's actually going to make you feel good. I feel like that's that's the thing with all choices. I feel as if every choice that we make in life, it needs to be a choice that makes you happy. It needs to be a choice that you're happy with because that's that's the one we're giving. We are all given free will. And I'm a big believer in do whatever makes you feel happy. As long as you're not putting somebody else's life at risk, you're not putting anyone at harm, do what makes you feel happy. And that's the reason why I'm celibate because... It genuinely makes me feel happy. If it didn't make me feel happy anymore, I'd stop. Yes, I hear you. I also yeah. think um, something that you said 
um, really, really resonated as far as like doing it because you want to. Because I also feel like we're, I feel like lately on social media, we're into this whole like, I'm, you know, I'm, I, I stay home and I'm a, I'm going to be a good potential wife and I don't have a high body count because of X, Uh, Y, and Z. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not a reason to be celibate. That's, you're just doing it for somebody else or doing it because you think somebody else is going to find pleasure in that or find you to be more suitable than somebody who is having sex and that is not true yeah so i feel like the first thing that you need to think about is why are you doing it like it should if the reason other than for yourself Mm -hmm. then you shouldn't be getting into celibacy and other than that it needs to be a choice that makes you happy so if you're doing it for something other than yourself like you're doing it for others you're doing it because you want to appear as like wifey material, you know, you want men to pick you over the thousands of women that are around, then I'm sorry, but don't bother. Do you, do you know what I mean? Just don't bother because it's not for you. Because I I really, I'm really, really against that pick-me mentality, that, you know, husband-hunter mentality. I'm really, really against it. And I used to be one of those women that felt like, if I do this, if I do that, it's going to make me stand out amongst all the other women and constantly doing things in order to impress men because a lot of us, well, women in general, we're, we're taught from from an early age, we're taught to literally revolve everything that we do around men, like to center men in our lives mm. from the very beginning, from when you're told, oh, well, because I'm from an African home. Mm-hmm. So from being told that, oh, if you don't know how to do this, how will you cook for your man? How will you do this for your man? You know what I mean? How are you going to find a husband if you're like this? Everything is centered around men. And yeah. It's so annoying. But if your celibacy is centered around men, forget it. Like, literally forget it. It's not for you. It's not for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely feel like like we were talking about earlier. It's an internalized misogyny, right? And so I feel like yeah. people should be celibate, and I feel like that is something around sex positive sex positivity that we need to explore, as long as we're exploring yeah. it for ourselves for whatever those reasons are. From I want to, you know, do this spiritual you know, thing, or if I want to do it for religious reasons, or I want to do it until I find someone who I think is worth my time and energy, or I want to do it because I want to see if I could. So whatever those reasons are, I think we should. But if, like you're saying, if we're doing it and it's rooted in, I'm going to do this so that I can seem appealing to a mate. To other men, yeah. No, there's no reason for that because it's not like that person is potentially being like, yeah, let me go ahead and just, like, keep this all tight and together for my potential wife. It's the conversation. Yeah. So, why, so why should I do it for you? Right. I'm sorry, but what man is, what man is, I mean, there are some guys who obviously do this, especially guys who are, like, Christians. I know there are a lot of Christian men who are, um, who are celibate. I mean, who are, yeah, who are celibate. Same. But, in generally, I'm sorry, but did he hold himself for you? What, why are you bothering Right. Why? Uh, like, I don't get it. Like, he's just you know living the I mean? good the good thought life out here, and you're just like, let me just 
uh, not go out. Let me not appear to be too sexy. And it's just like, those are not the reasons. <laughs> I feel those are not the reasons like, to Let me not celibate. go to the club so I appear to be more homely. Right. Like, you can't do the two. You right. know, like, you can't be, you can't be somebody who's focused on, you know, getting money and working and this and that, but still like to have a good time on the weekend. Like, you can't do both because we're not multifaceted. <laughs> And that's the thing, yeah, I I see, I I feel like when folks are like, I'm just going to keep this low body count just because, I just don't think it's a good enough reason to be, I mean, every person has their own, like to each his own, if that's, if that's a reason, if that keeps the person motivated, then fine, but he may still cheat, sis, and so that's not what's going, that's not the when we're talking about character, it's not about how much I can punish myself. Especially if you're not being celibate for your own for your for your own reasons, it it comes off as a punishment, and you're punishing and restricting yourself for what? Literally, right? Depriving yourself, right? He will literally cheat on you with the lady who has a high body count, and not only will he cheat, but he will leave you for her. Literally, like um, do you know what I mean? Like that. I'm not saying that that's what could definitely happen, but that is something that's a possibility. It's like. Why deprive yourself? Why punish yourself? Why not just do what makes you feel happy? That is literally my motto with life. Mm. Like, when it comes to choices, make choices that make you happy. Make choices that you're, that you're, you're content with, you know? Not, don't make choices that, well, don't be forced to do things or deprive yourself of things because of other people. Make choices that actually make you feel good. Do you know what I mean? And it's for you. Like you did that choice for yourself. You didn't do it for someone else. Yeah. Like, whether yeah, whether that's rooted in like spirituality, whether that's rooted mm. in like a cleanse, whatever that may look like. I think. Yeah. I think that's great. But I think when you're right, when it's when it's dependent on someone else, I think that's when we start getting into, uh, you know, definitely some different conversations. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's I would say that if anyone goes into celibacy, do it for you. If you're doing it because you want to, you think that's the way that you're able to get a man, there's just no point. And I also don't believe in, um, you know, for example, um, if I have sex with him the first night, then it's nothing. There are a lot of people who literally from a one-night stand, they've ended up getting married, you know? <laughs> it's true. Like, and, and that's the truth. You know, at, at the end of it, the reason why they ended up getting married is because when they met, they had a connection and they wanted to know each other afterwards. Like, people need to stop putting so much focus on, I've got a hold out for him so he, so he takes me seriously. So he's like, this, so he's like, it really just doesn't matter. Yeah. Do you live your life if you want to have lots of sex, have lots of sex. And if you don't want to have lots of sex, don't have lots of sex. But the, the, the point is, do it for you. If that's what makes you happy, then do it. Like, Agreed. Agreed. Well, <laughs> besides all of our technical difficulties, <laughs> Rakaia, so I had much, a good time so talking with you. So much technical difficulties tonight. Oh, my God. So many, so many. But we finally got to this point. So where can, I appreciate you coming on and sharing and just being open. And I just want to know where can we find you and how can we support your work? 
Um, so yeah, um, everyone can find me on Instagram. Um, it's two underscores, um, and then Rukaya, R-U-K-I-A-C. Um, they can also drop me an email, um, Rukaya, A, at the end of Rukaya, at <laughs> outlook.com. That's All also right. my email. All but right. yeah, just follow me on Instagram. I'm always there. I'm always active. I'm always posting stuff, especially on my stories. Like, my stories is always lit, so definitely <laughs> follow me there. And just, um, you know, keep, stay tuned for what's in store, basically. I've got some things coming up, so I'm excited towards that. Yay! And I will put yeah. that in the show notes so that we can support you in your work. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> also, our last question of the night. So... Yeah. How do you build your vagistine? So I uh, coined the term vagistine basically, mm. you know, as a way to um, basically describe how a person, if a person feels good and about their vagina and about themselves, then they're more likely to have a healthy uh, sex life and a healthy and fulfilling sex life. So how do you build your vagistine? Um, I think for me, the way that I've, the way that I've, I've built it is I'm at a point now where when it comes to, you know, obviously having herpes, be having an, an incurable STI, I just don't give a fuck. I honestly just don't give a fuck. Like, I've, I've been on a journey of just shedding the stigma from myself, and now I'm, like, so shameless about it. Like, I literally have no shame in me whatsoever when it comes to my sexual health status. And that's why I'm so free about it. That's why I'm so open about it. And I feel like that's what's built up my vagistine. Mm. It's just honestly not giving a fuck about what other people think when it comes to, you know, my sexual choices, my sexuality, and, you know, the fact that I I have something that is incurable, you know. It's, it's, it's been a long journey because I used to feel very ashamed. I couldn't even say the word herpes before. Like, it, it just couldn't come out of my mm. mouth. Mm. But now I'm at a point where... I don't care, and, you know, I'm stigma-free, and I feel as if now that I've gotten to this point, I can also help other people to become stigma-free and to also, you know, just get rid of the misinformation and just be more informed when it comes to STIs and what it means when you have something that isn't curable or if your partner has it. Do you know what I mean? I've just gotten to that point where I'm so secure within my sexual health and my sexuality that I can actually use this security to you know benefit others yes i love it that's so awesome yeah. thank you for sharing <laughs> thank you yes. very much for having me oh my gosh thank you so much for making the time i know it was late i know you came from work so thank you so yeah. much for talking to us about celibacy and i cannot wait to see what you do next yes thank you so much and i love your platform as well I love what you do. I mean, even, especially when you talk about, like, struggle love. <laughs> when you talk about struggle love, I'm like, that is it. Like, I'm sorry, but struggle for who? I ain't like, doing it. I ain't doing it. Go through, go through so much BS for who? Nope. I honestly don't have time for it. That is not the true meaning of love. Preach. You know what I mean? Preach. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you again so much, Rakaya. <laughs> All right, then. Hold on. I'm going to end the recording.